This guy is a great big phony. If a body meets a body coming through the right. Okay. If a body kiss a body need a body cry. Okay, 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 okay. Hey, welcome back to the Okay Gatsby season two. Catcher, Catcher in, in the, the Y. y? <laughs> I'm Terrence Hartnett. And I am Kevin Lapkovich. Welcome so we, back. Yeah, this week we're talking about chapters three and four. Uh, some some just big opening chapters just establishing some important people, or at least people as metaphors along the way. We're getting to know more about Holden. That's the... Yeah. Everyone's dream to know more about... So right away it starts off with a great sentence for a... a What's a narrator? It's I'm the most terrific liar you ever saw in your life. It's awful. If I'm on my way to the store to buy a magazine, even, and somebody asks me where I'm going, I'm liable to say I'm going to the opera. <laughs> <laughs> Loves lying. He just is not willing to be honest with anyone. So it's also like, so is he lying to us? Probably. He is lying to us. I mean, like, well, he's definitely being dishonest with us. We should be looking at this. Like, yeah, he's an unreliable narrator, but also he's it's almost like who you don't even want to rely on him. It's like you can't rely on him to tell you what actually is going on with him. You know what I mean? Like he, he self diagnoses people and, and him himself and people around him and you can't rely on him for that kind of stuff. Yeah, either. he obsessively projects things that are probably not there. Uh but it's also like well again, he's being a liar, but he's also being funny. Just because to say like, oh I'm gonna go to the opera <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's not to right. It's that's not to like you know, make an advance or make a gain in any other way. It's just it's just he doesn't like telling the truth, For it, yucks. even when it doesn't matter. Where he's just like, oh, I can't be who I am. I live in my imagination, and who I am is boring to me. He says it's terrible. It's weird. He says it's terrible that he does that, but he continues to do that. Yeah. So he's aware of this flaw, but it also makes us have to be aware of this flaw. But it's also very rare for an unreliable narrator to be straight up like, I am not reliable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so why does he why does he begin this chapter that way? Is this chapter like about lying? We have to kind of think uh, of it kind of like that, right? Because he leaves Spencer's house being like, I'm going to go to the gym. And it's the transition. Like, I'm not actually going to the gym. I'm going to my room. Yeah. I lie all the time. He's a terrific liar. He's a terrific liar. Uh, so what we do get is this long passage about how like his dorm, but basically on about the guy who funded because it says, I live in the Ostenberger Memorial Wing of the New Dorms. Uh, so yeah, it's it's about the dorms, and then he quickly goes. It's like the, it's a very long paragraph. It's like what? It's such a great paragraph. It's uh, it's all one long paragraph about the about Ostenberger, right? Yeah. So this guy Ostenberger, he started these undertaking parlor parlors all over the country that you could get members of your family buried for about five bucks a piece. So right away we've got the Egyptians and how they buried the dead, and now we've got Ostenberger, this guy who buries people on the cheap. So already a theme of how you treat the dead is coming death, up. death, death. Uh, but it, it's a great description of just a, f- I hate to say it, a phony guy. <laughs> He's a phony. I mean, yeah, no, it's so cool how phony, right? So he donates a bunch of money to Pence, and so, Pencey, <laughs> and so yeah. he gets, not Pence, he, uh, he gets a bunch of, uh, gets a bunch of, uh, kids to salute him. He gets to give him a long speech. Yeah. The next morning, <laughs> Chaplin made a speech that lasted about 10 hours. He started yeah. off with about 50 corny jokes just to show what a regular guy he was. Yeah, phony. And it's like, yeah, I've, there's been assemblies like that where a guy comes and says, like, success, win, try hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, I grew up, uh, the high school next to my house 
Rudy Rudiger's brother was a wrestling coach there. So Who's by, Rudy Rudiger? Uh, the Notre Dame guy from the movie Rudy. Oh, Rudy. His last name is Rudiger? Uh, yeah, I don't think his first name is Rudy. I think that's a nickname. Gotcha. Uh, so it was the thing where, like, that type of guy that's like, even Rudy's kind of an a, uh, a jerk now. <laughs> 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 where it's like that fake, like, do your dreams, try your hardest, yeah. achieve. And it's like, that guy comes in, is alive every generation and sometimes he has a brother yeah, sometimes <laughs> brother. he has a brother who wrestles at Niqua valley but i like the yeah so he t- tells the kids to talk to jesus whatever he wants to and then this holden calls great, him yeah. out yeah holden calls him out and goes i can just see him driving his big stinking car right and then yeah uh, I, I can just see the big phony bastard shifting into first gear and asking jesus to send him a few more stiffs a few more <laughs> stiffs yeah like because business would be better yeah just the image of this guy driving his fancy car shifting down the highway and be like, please kill more people, Jesus. <laughs> but also, what is is Holden? Is Holden here? Is he calling him out for hypocrisy? I mean, that's what phony phoniness is. It's hypocrisy. It's like, okay, how can you be that into Jesus if you're making money off of death? Yeah, I think he. I mean, not. I don't think it's that sophisticated. Because I think he's just so sensitive about death. Uh, and yeah. How he and he feels like this guy is so phony that he must treat the dead disrespectfully and must be like a profiteer. And I think it's also he. This so this guy. So where Holden lives is from the money of a guy profiting cheaply off death. Yeah, off of death. So, and it's kind of like, from a larger scale, that's what all of American society is, is all the comforts are premised on all generations of death and yeah. exploitation that got to this point. Right. But yeah, so I think he just feels weird about what a crappy guy is that like gives him a home. Yeah. That's That's kind of a... People Talk could disagree with me yeah. about that. But anyway, so a kid a kid farts in the middle of this whole speech. Yeah. A kid farts in the middle of it, and uh, everyone loves it, and everyone laughs for him. <laughs> no, everyone didn't laugh, but afterwards, they're, oh, like, yeah. they're like, oh, my God, that was the funniest thing I've ever yeah. heard. And then the next day, the dean, who was so mad, uh, gives another speech to be like, don't do that. And they were like, come on, do another fart. Yeah. <laughs> So as far as just like a funny like that that's like an Animal House sketch. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, exactly. Like oh yeah, the yeah like the thumbing your nose at authority. Yeah, it's it's yeah, great. It's all it's still like a funny book about boys being like, oh, we all hate this phony. <laughs> yeah, it's layers. You know what I mean? Like you have the first layer where it's like, you know, like you know, screw you, old man, and the other layer where it's like, well, what kind of boy says screw you, old man? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a character study of that kind of boy. But anyway, the whole thing, the last. The last uh, line of the paragraph is, anyway, that's where I lived, at Pensy, Old Ossenberger Memorial Wing in the new dorms. So it's <laughs> all just a tangent. It's all just a tangent, yeah, tangent about his dorm. Yeah, he these weird tangents, and it's clearly just like Salinger, like, I want to make a metaphor. <laughs> right, right, right. But also, this is the kind of kid where that's where his brain goes. He thinks yeah. about his, he thinks about just the dorm, and then he thinks about this authority figure and how phony he is and how they took him down with where a fart. Where the money came from, yeah, taking down this authority right. figure. So we're back to his dorm room. He's, he's got an, he's got his famous red hunting hat. Yeah, and there's uh, a great uh, line that comes up later that's pretty related to John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll talk about that. Uh, so then he talks about reading out of Africa, and out of Africa is a. What's weird is that Isaac Dinnison is not like that's the name in sometimes and sometimes it's published like a woman wrote this book actually, but I, they changed it to Isaac Dinnison for some reason. On some of the, I looked this up. Let me make sure. I have the right name because I think anytime anyone includes a book, it's like 
Oh, they wanted to say something about what that. Yeah, and every book. time that happens, uh, Kevin looks it up, and I am charming. So, Out of Africa is a go. memoir by the Danish author Karen Blixen. So, like, that's way different from Isaac Danson. Uh, but yeah, for whatever for whatever reason, the Danish and the English translation changes the name very much. Wow. So there's even that where it's like not even the name is quite the same, and it's also about colonial Africa. So it's kind of related to like profiting cheaply off all this it's all like he she allegedly is very kind to these africans like so much so that the other colonializers are like what are you doing being kind to these africans and i think it may have been because he really admires this book i think he might it might have been at this point in politics to be like uh to admire the good colonializers (laughs) that's a hard word to say uh but it's, it's a weird thing to put in the middle of there that he spent so much time on He's like reading it twice. Like. Why do you think Holden likes it? Uh, I think it's kindness to people you don't have to be kind to. Yeah. Because she's very kind to these African uh, people that she basically owns. Cause she owns a coffee plantation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even later, he's like, he's like, well, and uh, his roommate just said that because he wants to borrow. He wants him to write the paper for him. Like yeah. th- th- things like that. Like like people when do nice things, they can get nice things. So this 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 pure this altruism. Yeah. From a place of absolute power. And it's a problematic power, but. At, at the point, she is very kind to the other Africans. Which means a lot. Right. So, like, I mean, like, the the, the point is, he could pick any book. He picked this book for a reason. Let's talk about why Stalin picked that book. And then he also got it by mistake, which is interesting. It's yeah. that he wasn't looking for this, and it was just, he just read it anyway. And then there's also the Ring Lardner story. Have you ever read any Ring Lardner? I've never even heard of Ring Lardner. He's actually pretty funny. He, uh, he wrote a something like call me al or something like that <laughs> it's uh, a really song. funny thing about a very dumb ba- baseball da- player dun- dun. <laughs> or you know me al or something like that uh he's a really funny writer so i, I get what you like but the story is a uh, traffic cop that falls in love with this very cute girl that's always speeding only he's married the cop so he can't marry her or anything then this girl gets killed because she's always speeding that story just about killed me so here's another person who like a guy who could not stop someone he loved from dying like he's like laughing about it because it's in weird circumstances, yeah. but like all these things got in the way of him being able to say like, "Hey, I need to stop you from speeding. I won't give you tickets because I love you, but you're gonna get hurt." And then she gets hurt anyway. Yeah, gets hurt anyway. Um, so that those are his favorite authors. His brother DB. Yeah, that's just a very tender moment. <laughs> very nice, slipped in like in a very natural way. It also means like he's close to his brother, so it makes him sad when his brother dies. Yeah, and then there's just the thing about wanting to call authors, which is kind of fun. I like the, no, the idea of like, right, that you, that you feel so close to that person that you feel like you're their friend. That's what like a real, yeah. so Salinger knows that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, boy, does he have, people, people go up to, the people go try to find him. And now we meet the neighbor, almost roommate, Robert Ackley. <laughs> the weirdest character in the book. <laughs> uh, it was Robert Ackley, this guy that room right next to me. There was a shower right between every two rooms in our wing and about 85 times a day. Old Ackley barged in on me. He was probably the only guy in the door, whole dorm besides me that wasn't down at the game. He hardly ever went anywhere. He was a very peculiar guy. He was a senior. He had been at Pensy the whole four years and all, but nobody ever called him anything except Ackley. Not even Herb Gale, his own roommate, ever called him Bob or even Ack. If he ever gets married, his own wife will probably call <laughs> him Ackley. <laughs> He's one of these very, very tall, round-shouldered guys. He's about six foot four with lousy teeth. The whole time he roomed next to me, I never even once saw him brush his teeth. They always looked mossy and awful, and he damn near made you sick if you saw him in the dining room with his mouth full of mashed potatoes and peas or Ugh. something. Besides that, he had a lot of pimples. 
not just on his forehead or his chin like most guys, but all over his whole face. All over his whole and face. And not only that, he had a terrible personality. <laughs> he was also sort of a nasty guy. I wasn't too crazy about him, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell, I don't like this guy. <laughs> Here's a whole paragraph describing every yeah. little flaw with this yeah. man. Even just like, imagine this guy eating mashed potato. Like Disgusting. <laughs> makes me sick. All these like little detail, like again, like very attention to detail, but just that last line, like I wasn't too crazy about him. To tell you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Ackley likes him. Ackley, kind of in a way, yeah. I think Ackley's lonely. Yeah. And doesn't hate as much people as he gives off. But uh, he hates Stradle- Stradletter. How do you pronounce that? Yeah, he hated Stradletter's guts, and he never came in the room if Stradletter was around. And that's two. I think we're going to talk about that. Where it's like Ackley versus Stradladder. Yeah, we see two they're both, characters. They're both tall, uh, and they both live with Holden, but they seem to occupy opposite ends of the spectrum of the hot shot, not hot shot ratio. Yeah, we're going to read. Yeah, we're going to read about a hot shot and a not shot, and we're going to compare them. So Ackley comes in off the shower ledge. He's wearing clothes, right? For the first time I read this, I picture him in a towel this whole time, which makes it so much more obnoxious. But he's yeah. not. Yeah, this line they is always great. This, I always like. He always said, "Hi," he said. He always said it like he was terrifically bored or terrifically tired. He didn't want you to think he was visiting you or anything. He wanted to think he'd come in by mistake, for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I know guys like that were like, they can't ever be like, "I'd like to spend time with you." It's like, yeah, man, whatever. Like, just What's like going on, trying too hard to play it cool. Yeah, this is a, such a dorm life thing yeah. too. Just wandering into someone's room, like, "Hey, entertain me." Yeah, what do you got? And then, yeah, so Holden is just trying his best not to acknowledge him. Uh, they talk about the fencing, losing the fencing stuff. Yep. He's very impatient about but that. But the whole thing is, uh, Ackley's not actually interested. He's just, like, waiting for his turn to talk or something, right? He's kind of yeah. just like... He's a nosy guy, but he doesn't yeah. really care. Uh, and then he says, the next page, he came over and stood right in my light. And standing right in your... In Light is mentioned again in chapter four, so I want to keep an eye on that. Of like, oh, Holden is trying to do something for himself, and this guy is getting in the way. So it's like standing, maybe a little bit like standing light is like, oh, get in the way of my happiness. It's bothering him. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to re- trying to read a book, and Ackley's just standing there, and he and he, he asks him to get out of the light, and just because he asks him, he knows it's going to take him longer to get out of it because it's like well, you ask a guy like Ackley to get your light, it's going to take even longer, especially if you ask him. Yeah. Yeah, there's. It's like a very bitter conversation where Ackley goes, "What the hell are you reading?" He said, and then Holden replies, "Goddamn book." <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn book. Uh, and then he goes, "Any good?" He said, "The sentence I'm reading is terrific." <laughs> so like, it's real. This sentence I'm reading is terrific. Yeah, he. It's real, just like sarcastic, uh, trying to get rid of an annoying guy. Conversation. Uh, let's see here. Ackley's the kind of guy who just like makes himself at home in your place, yeah. picking up all his stuff. He picks picks stuff up and puts it down in a different place, like he's saying. Yeah, it's gross, bad teeth. Yeah, picks up a gr- picture of the girl he uh, went around with in New York. Yeah, he. Uh, let's see here, and then Holden does this very strange thing, where he he goes, I I pulled the old peak of my hunting hat around to the front, then pulled it way down over my eyes. That way, I couldn't see a goddamn thing. I think I'm going blind, I said in this very hoarse voice. Mother, darling, everything's so dark in here. You're nuts, I swear to God, Ackley said. Mother, darling, give me your hand. Why won't you give me your hand? For Christ's sake, grow up. Grow up. There's grow up. There's so several times throughout the book, well, like even in the next chapter, Holden will all of a sudden be 
playing pretend, basically. Yeah. And right now he's pretending to be a sick, blind child. Or like a, a getting sick child where it's like, oh, that's... I'm going blind. Out of nowhere, yeah. he's acting out something very related to his brother. He's a ham. He's a ham, but also like clearly uses it as a way to express himself. <laughs> we haven't seen him a- interact with people his age yet, and it seems to be kind of one of the ways he interacts with people his age or something. Yeah, he's and it's all big, uh, like... Uh, so there's a part earlier where he goes, uh, he didn't like it when you called him Ackley Kid. It, uh, he was always telling me I was a goddamn kid because I was 16 and he was 18. He drove yeah. me mad when I called him Ackley Kid. So all these guys are tall. They're all like like Ackley 6'4". Holden said he was like 6'2 or something like that. Yep. So they're all adult bodies, but they're all obsessed with establishing who's the kid, who's the mature yeah. one. It's like, Christ's sakes, grow up. Yeah. Well, you remember that when it's like, it's like, oh, she's a senior. Wow. Yeah. A big year. A year means a big deal now. Now I have, like, I have friends in a 10-year range above and below me you know what i mean yeah no yeah we're four years apart we wouldn't yeah. even have gone to high school i don't even i don't even i don't even remind you of it ever <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see here so yeah he maturity even amongst his peers is the big thing of like all these kids trying to establish what the appropriate way to act as an adult is yeah grow up uh let's see here the hat right well, yeah, there's a little thing where he'd even pick up a, your jock strap or something. I told him it was Stradlatter's, so he chucked it on Stradlatter's bed. He got it off Stradlatter's chiffonier, so he chucked it on the bed. So, like, these little details about, like, an annoying person. Picking it up somewhere, dropping it off somewhere else. Yeah, he's, you're, he's all up in your space. Yeah. yeah. Let's see here. The hat. Where'd you have to get that hat? New York. How much? A buck. You got robbed. Yeah. So, we, they're talking about the hat, and he goes... Uh, <laughs> Up home, we wear a hat like that to shoot deer in, for Christ's sake. That's a deer shooting hat. And then Holden says, like hell it is. I took it off and looked at it. I sort of closed one eye like I was taking aim at it. This is a people shooting hat, I said. I shoot people in this hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I observed a uh, a teacher teaching this, uh, this novel in a summer school. Um, and someone brought up the fact that it was like, uh, it like caused murders. And he goes, you know, that's all just a misunderstanding. And it comes down to this one line. And he quoted this line. that This isn't a deer shooting hat. This is a people shooting hat. Mm-hmm. So this is something we should think about. What's going on with this line, Kev? Uh, I think it's partly like a dark sense of humor. Like, hey, I, I'm going to kill people with this. But it's also like rage. Like he has barely suppressed rage at society. Yes. I don't think it ever comes across as violence. More like almost impotence that he can't fix all these problems he sees. So he's like, oh, like, it's that just impulse of, like, I'm going to go up in this tower and shoot a bunch of people. You think Holden has that kind of energy? I think it's in him, like, how unfair yeah. everything is and how little he can do to change it. Where, yeah. like, he keeps running into these walls because he won't conform. And he just, I, yeah, I think, I mean, he gets so mad later and just in Chapter 4 about, of uh, like the girl that uh, Jane Gallagher going on a date with Stradlatter, where it's like he has all these obsessive little rages. That Suppressed I th- rage, misanthropy. Uh, he is uh, he is definitely like uh, lashing out, and he's kind of like yeah, like covering it in humor. But it's a people shooting head. He's angry. Yeah, he's yeah. got this like teen angst. Yeah, but. I shoot people in this hat. It's so also like, a joke. But even when he's joking, there's always something in there. It's like, dark. Yeah. Like he jokes about being a, a kid that's dying and going blind. And so he's always like, any joke really reveals a sort of sadness and anger. 
Yeah, yeah. But okay, so con- contextually, it's a throwaway. Yeah, it's just it's a throwaway. Deer shooting line. hat. He's he's making fun of his hat. Well, he probably feels bad because his hat, his hat, which he likes a lot. He said he told us he likes his hat. Um, is being made fun of by this guy who is clearly not very fashionable himself. Mm-hmm. It's a deer shooting hat. It's a people shooting hat. So he's like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, Ackley. Yeah. And then he, this is a small thing, but Ackley asked him to get some scissors so he could cut his fingernails. Uh, and then... Go get him anyway. Yeah. They're all packed up, he says. So he opens the closet door and Stradlider's tennis racket and his wooden press and all fell right on my head. It made a big clunk and it hurt like hell. So on a small level, he tries to help someone and he, he gets hurt for it. So it's just like a small thing about no good deed goes unpunished. Um, yeah. And, and just on how... Just like... Bad luck is so unfair about these things. And Ackley kid, Ackley kid asks is being very rude. He asks him for the scissors, even though they're 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 packed away. He asks him to go get them anyway. And then, upon doing this favor for Ackley, he gets hurt, and Ackley finds that very funny. So that's really gonna make Holden very angry at Ackley. And Ackley is very and it is like random luck, but it's rude. like he yeah. Salinger put that in there. So like, <laughs> yeah. It is a moment that's very purposely to be like, oh, that's just like a base level unfair. <laughs> yeah. And cruel. I like he goes, you have a good sense of humor. I'm going to get you on the, I'll be your manager. I'll get you on the goddamn radio. <laughs> like, it's like, I'll make you a star. You're so freaking funny. <laughs> yeah. It's all just like sarcasm and like cutting lines battle. Um, and now they start talking about Stradladder. And it's, it's, Ackley does not like Stradladder at all. He's and always keeping tabs on who Stradletter was dating, though. Yes. Even though he hated Stradletter's guts, he wants to know the deal. What does that mean? I mean, I'm like you're just obsessed with the yeah. guys you hate. You like want to make sure that they're not too happy. So it's a, com- but it's, a, it's I think it's like a sexual competition thing, right? Yeah, sexual competition, and then, yeah, I mean, just on a boys boy dorm level, the guy who gets laid the most is yeah. like the enemy of everyone who doesn't get laid enough. Right. They don't want to be him, and they hate him. Yeah. It's like, boy, I can't stand that son of a bitch. He's one son of a bitch I really can't stand. And then Holden goes, he's crazy about you. He told me he thinks you're a goddamn prince. I said, I call people a prince quite often when I'm horsing around. <laughs> it keeps me from getting bored or something. He's, like, obsessed with not being bored. Yeah. And I think it's more just he can't be quiet in his head. <laughs> uh, He's got the superior attitude all the time. I just can't stand that son of a bitch. You think, uh, and then he's like, do you mind cutting your nails over the table? He interrupts him to say to say this. Cut your, please cut your hands and uh, cut your yeah. nails over the table. Yeah. So Ackley's being gross, complaining about some other guy having a bad attitude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Holden surprisingly defends Stradlider, who you think is like this conceited hotshot that would be a target, and he doesn't like Stradlider, but he d- he defends him. To, so he goes, the reason you're sore at Stradlider is because he said that stuff about brushing your teeth once in a while. He didn't mean to insult <laughs> you for crying out loud. <laughs> he didn't say it right or or anything, but he didn't mean anything insulting. All he meant was you'd look better and feel better if you sort of brushed your teeth once in a while. And then Ackley goes, I brush my teeth. Don't give me that. And he go, and then Holden goes, no, you don't. I've seen you and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cold. Love yeah. It. It's cold like, it's like a super, that scenes from super bad where they're just being mean to each other. Yeah. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Straight yeah. up. And then he goes, Strad- and Holden goes, Stradlider's all right. He's not too bad. You don't know him. And that's the trouble. We're like, Holden is getting uncomfortable with this, like, uniform rejection of this man, where it's like, no, there are little things that are good about him. Yeah, well, I think Holden sees, yeah, Holden definitely sees people uh, in, a, in, in, their com- in their complexity, in their complex wholeness. 
Yeah. You know what I mean, even Ackley, he finds things to like about Ackley. Yeah, he says, uh, I still say he's a son of a bitch. He's a conceited son of a bitch. Yeah. He's conceited, but he's very generous in some things. So he's like, yes, I'll give you that that's bad. But yeah. he's good about this. He's like, he really is. Like, look, f- suppose, for instance, Strand Leonard was wearing a tie or something that you liked. So he had a tie on that you liked a hell of a lot. I'm just giving you an example now. You know what he'd do? He'd probably take it off and give it to you. He really would. Or you know what he'd do? He'd leave it on your bed or something. But he'd give you the goddamn tie. Most guys would probably just, hell, Ackley said, if I had his dough, I would too. No, you wouldn't, I shook my head. No, you wouldn't, Ackley kid. If you had his dough, you'd be one of the biggest... And then it, he's cut off. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, he's. I think Holden's being honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's weird where he just totally derided the guy who gave a speech, and all he knows him is from a speech. But Stradlatter, who he does know, he's like, no, actually, give him fairness to his complexity, where it's like he didn't like this guy. Oh, the donor. Yeah. Yeah, the donor. He like was like uniform. Like this guy is terrible. I hate him, but then this guy that he knows, then he knows there are bad things about him. He's like, yeah, but there's a few nice things. And Threadletter is rich too, so it's not a class thing. And yeah. yeah, they're both rich, and they're both you know sort of phony. Yeah. Um, but the fact is that guy needs to brush his teeth. Period. Yeah, I mean it's always hard. It's like when a guy like, hey man, you need to get a haircut or shave yeah. your beard or put on deodorant. Like it's to he- be helpful, but it yeah. still hurts your feelings. Yeah. I'm sorry for saying those things to you, Kev. Yeah, yeah. that was really rude. I said all those, all three of those things. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm old enough to be your father. <laughs> Ackley says, "Stop calling me Ackley, kid." Yeah, and they, yeah, they're obsessed with like it's this little dominance game they play about oh, who gets yeah. to say "kid," who gets to say "I'm the yeah. adult." Like it's this when there's no don like Stradlatter is the obvious alpha male, and so among these beta males, they're competing for slight supremacy. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's very much brings me back to high school. Yeah, in the f- you can't be my dad in the first place. I wouldn't let you in my goddamn family. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a funny. Just imagine like Michael Sarah say that to Jonah Hill. Oh like, my god, I know. I wouldn't let, like as if it's like a thing, like you vote or something. Yeah, so funny. Here comes Stradletter. He barges in in a big hurry. Here he yeah, comes. he's always in a big hurry. They everyone's always barging in. Actually, yeah. barged in. No, no one ever like knocks and enters. It's all like Kramer's, that. no Seinfelds. People yeah. are just bursting in. Everything was a very big deal. He came over to me and gave me these two playful as hell slaps on both cheeks, which is something that can be very annoying. So just after he defends this guy, he comes in and does something annoying. To, uh, very uh, alpha, too. Very dominant. Yeah. Just a little, like, physical bullying. And then he goes, listen, you going out anywhere special tonight? So here's a hot shot. And watch how he compares to Ackley. Uh, and he goes, uh, yeah, listen, if you're not going out anywhere special, how about lending me your houndstooth jacket? So... Stradlatter's like, hey, you probably don't have a date. Let me use your jacket yeah. for this date. <laughs> so it's like, no, but I don't. So Stradlatter's also tall. So everyone here is tall. Everyone, because he's the same yeah. size as Holden. Ackley's a couple inches taller. Bigger shoulders. Yeah. Uh, he just wants to borrow his jacket, which is like, hey, can I use your things to get with Jane <laughs> Yeah. later? On this date, yeah. All right, let's see. How's he, the boy, Ackley? Yeah, he tries to say hi to Ackley. Uh, so he says he was yeah. at least a pretty friendly guy. Stradletter. It was probably a phony kind of friendly, but at least he always said hello. And so here's another thing where it's like he's being kind of phony, but the ear is good. So he cannot uniformly condemn Stradletter, even though this guy would be right up his alley of like a jock who gets with lots of girls and only thinks about himself. Yeah. Slaps you in the face a little. Yeah. Uh, OK. So Ackley leaves and they don't care, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, OK. Yeah. Never exactly broke your heart when you left the room. So funny. Yeah, she's waiting in the annex. He's got a date, and then he goes. He went out of the room with his toilet kit, 
and towel under his arm, no shirt on or anything. He always walked around in his bare torso because he thought he had a goddamn good build. He did too, I have to admit it. Where he's like, yeah, he's obsessed with himself, but he does look good. Yeah, I love that. Holden, he's he's honest. He he considers himself an honest person, I think, in this narration, at least. You know, he talks about being a honest liar. Honest description. He's a liar yes. about himself, but he's honest about he's other people. He's perceptive. Yeah, he's perceptive. So he goes down to watch. So chapter four is, it begins with him going down to watch uh, Stradlatter shave. shave. Which is kind of a weird move, but I guess like sort of a beta move. I like this, like this, I like this um, through line. Like I like, I, mean, I think totally there's difference being made. Of like, oh, I need to be around this energy. Yeah, this is good energy for yeah. me to be around. Watching a man shave is certainly. Yeah, there's an adult aspect to it. A man yeah. shaving before his date. Yeah, um, he whistles even though he's bad at it. Very funny detail. Um, I like uh, this paragraph where he says, like, uh, you remember I said before that Ackley was a slob in his personal habits. Well, so was Stradlatter. But in a different way. Stradletter was more of a secret slob. He always looked all right, Stradletter. But for instance, you should have seen the razor he shaved himself with. It was always rusty as hell and full of lather and hairs and crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's also a little detail that only like a, an obsessively perceptive guy would see. Like, yes. Oh, his razor's gross. Like yeah. He looks good all the time, but like his razor's gross. Oh, the guy was like the toothpaste. It's like got a crusty edge to it because he never cleans that off. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sorry about that. I mean, me, <laughs> <laughs> me and Kevin live together now. Uh, but I like, I like the details, the complexity of humanity, right? Like, it's like he's a slob in a different way. He's this kind of slob, and Holden notices that kind of thing. And uh, he always looks good. Yes, yeah, so the letter always looks all right <laughs> because he thinks he's the best-looking guy in the world. Yeah, he goes, the reason he fixed himself up to look good was because he was madly in love with himself. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he was the handsomest guy in the Western Hemisphere. He was pretty handsome, too, I'll admit it. But he was mostly the kind of handsome guy that if your parents saw his picture in your yearbook, they'd right away say, who's this boy? Yeah, who's <laughs> this mean, boy? I mean, he was mostly a yearbook kind of handsome guy. I knew a lot of guys at Penn State that were a lot handsomer than Stradlatter, but they wouldn't look handsome if you saw their pictures in the yearbook. They'd look like they had big noses or their ears stuck out. I've had that experience frequently. He's photogenic. Yes, a photogenic man. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> like, and Holden's like, I have a better sense of what true handsomeness is, but he does have the photogenic quality. Yeah, it's very, yeah. He's like base level he's able to present handsomeness better than some men yeah yeah he performs the role performance of handsomeness, of handsomeness. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's see here and then he goes hey stradlatter said want to do me a big favor what i said not too enthusiastic he was always asking you to do him a big favor you take a very handsome guy or a guy that thinks he's a real hot shot and they're always asking you to do them a big favor yeah <laughs> <laughs> see i love this i mean like this this uh the the Specific and the general. Like he takes the specific things and you make them seem, sound like they're general. Like yeah, these handsome guys always, yeah. are always doing this. But he also follows Stradlatter into the bathroom. So it's like he likes, he probably wants to do these favors for him. He definitely does, yeah. I mean, he's, he's like, I want to be affiliated with the, probably the coolest guy in school. Yeah. He's, it sounds like he's on the basketball team. He gets dates all the time. Like, He's handsome as hell. Yeah. Like you're like, all right, I got to be affiliated with this guy. But that's so Holden Caulfield, right? There's the guy who everyone thinks is cool, and there's Holden Caulfield who's looking at him so closely, he understands what exactly is the flaw with Stradlatter. You know yeah. what I mean? He had to like look at his razor to be like, this is what's wrong with yeah. him. Uh, and he wants him, and this is funny, he just wants him to write uh, a composition. So Stradlatter wants Holden to do his homework. Yeah, it's right an essay for him. Which is a very beta move. <laughs> yeah, and also Holden, but like Holden makes the point, like, I'm the guy who's flunking out of this school. I, I and just got kicked out of I school. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one that's flunking out of the goddamn place, and you're asking me to write a goddamn composition? He loves to say goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I know. The thing is, though, I'll be up the creek if I don't get in. Be a buddy. Be a buddy Rue, okay? Be a buddy Rue. <laughs> it's that totally handsome guy charm where they're like, yeah. they're just like, just be my friend. Come on. <laughs> Do things for me. And he says, I didn't answer him right away. Suspense is good for some bastards like Stratlander. <laughs> <laughs> He knows he got, he's got a little he bit knows of power. He's going to do it, and he's like, yeah. you know, I'll hold out on him. Yeah. What on? So he's got to write something descriptive. And Anything. He says, that son of a bitch, Hartzell, thinks you're a hotshot in English, and he knows you're my roommate. So, I mean, don't stick all the commas and stuff in the right place. And this is a funny thing that he talks about. Like, that's not why I'm good at writing. <laughs> yeah. And that, like, any any guy who did English is like, yeah, it's not about commas while your writing is terrible. <laughs> right, but, like, that's the, like, I think it's a more, it's also, it's a, it's a character, it's a character insight in the Stradletter and a human insight on Holden's part into his roommate, right? Is that, is that, like, Stradletter is so conceited that he thinks, like, if I just spent 30 minutes figuring out commas, I could be as good of a writer as Holden, but... Uh, Holden has the commas, right? And yeah, he's he like, knows the commas rule. He wanted you to think that the only reason he was lousy at writing compositions was because he stuck all the commas in the wrong place. <laughs> like, oh, honey, okay, here. And even Holden here compares him to Ackley. He was a little bit like Ackley that way. I oh, want, yeah, the basketball story. I once sat next to Ackley at this basketball game. We had a terrific guy on the team, Howie Coyle, that, that could sink him from the middle of the floor without even touching the backboard or anything. Ackley kept saying the whole goddamn game that Coyle had a perfect build for basketball. God, how I hate that stuff. The build? Yeah, it's not <laughs> his build. It's the it's like something Ackley's he... Ackley's 6'4". Yeah, <laughs> it's something that... He, he, Ackley's claiming that there's something he doesn't have control over that's making him be good at it. But no, he's p- clearly practiced this shot. He's really good at shooting this basketball. He's got... Uh, He's got a really good work ethic, and he's he's got all lot of talent and skill. And Ackley is dismissing it as a physical thing, just like, just like Stradlitter is is dismissing Holden's writing ability as you know comma. Yeah, just commas, where it's like yeah. not anything about me that has worked for this. And then he does it again. He starts acting out again. So I backed up a few feet and started. I got bored sitting in the wash bowl after a while. So I backed up a few feet and started doing this tap dance just for the hell of it. I was just amusing myself. I can't really tap dance or anything. But it was a stone floor in the can, and it was good for tap dancing. I started imitating one of those guys in the movies, in one of those musicals. I hate the movies like Poison, but he's brought him up like four times now. Yeah, exactly. I think he likes movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he likes movies, period. But I get a bang imitating them. Old Stradlider watched me in the mirror while he was shaving. All it needs an audience. I'm an exhibitionist. I'm the goddamn governor's son, I said. I was knocking myself out, tap dancing all over the place. He doesn't want me to be a tap dancer. He wants me to go to Oxford. But it's in my goddamn blood, tap dancing. Old Stradlatter laughed. He didn't have too bad a sense of humor. So it's like, <laughs> he, he likes me. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. He's got a good sense of humor because he's laughing at the thing that I'm doing. He must be a good... It's the opening guy. night of the Zigfield Follies. I was getting out of breath. I have hardly any wind at all. The leading man can't go on. He's drunk as a bastard. So who do they get to take his place? Me, that's who. The little old goddamn governor's son. So yeah, he. Uh, there's a little thing of like... That's very small, but one again, once again, he escapes into fantasy when he gets bored. Yeah, so I want to track. Let's, let's try and track why, when he's doing these things. When is he? Why is he breaking out? Because he, he also he always says it's for no reason. But we he need to. That be, I was bored, but it's like right before Ackley, it was like, like I got. He had to explain the uh, the foil situation, leaving the foils on the train. And, yeah, and so he felt uncomfortable with that, and now he's like being asked to do something, and he probably knows he's going to do it, but he doesn't like that he's going to do it. Yeah, he's yeah he's he feels right. So he feel he's doing it when he feels a little bit powerless. What, what let's let's figure it out. I mean, like he definitely feels ashamed of about the foils, which is why he did the the thing earlier with Ackley. He did the uh, act out with the hat, mm-hmm. right? And now he feels well, how he's probably feels uncomfortable being like 
Because actually, he could not get out of his room. He's like, please get out of my room. Dreadletter comes by for a second, and he follows him into the bathroom. Yeah. He's like, I want to hang out with this That's guy. That's the opposite, right? So, like, like, comparing those two. But also, yeah, he feels powerless probably because he feels like, I'm going to do this thing for him. I don't even really like him that much, but I yeah. need him to like me because yeah. he's so handsome and cool. So, anyway, it's yeah, it's like he's distracting himself with these dances and stuff. And, and again, the hat is mentioned. Where'd you get that hat? Uh... He was like, I got in New York this morning for a buck. You like it? And Stradlin nodded sharp, he said. He's only flattering me, though, because right away he said, listen, are you going to write that composition for me? I have to know. Right. Such a handsome guy. move. like, all right, here's a small compliment. <laughs> now do something for me again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little morsel. Yeah. And then he said something very rude. He goes, who's your date? I asked him, Fitzgerald? And then he goes, hell no. I told you, I'm through with that pick. My God. And then he goes, and <laughs> Holden goes, yeah, give her to me, boy. No kidding. She's my type. And then he goes, take her. She's too old for you. Which is such a, a dorm room conversation of like, oh, I hate this woman now. <laughs> you can have, oh, yeah. And like also you can have, have her. her. Like that's just being traded. She's my type. She's your type. I want her. So here we go again. He said something rude about women, and then all of a sudden, for no good reason, really, except that I was sort of in the mood for horsing around. So again, he's in the mood for horsing around after a weird conversation with Stradlider. Yeah. I felt like jumping off the washbowl and getting old Stradlider and a half Nelson. So he felt like doing violence on Stradlider. Yeah, I think. This weird conversation. I think this is the sexual competition thing. But he also, yeah, he said she's too old for you. So there's another thing about age that made him uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So there's that. There's the fact that Stradletter, um, you know, has it's got like more throwaway women. He's has like, got more mate choice. Yeah. He's got more. You can he can get women. So it's like I have to beat Stradletter in this wrestling competition, and then I get to have his women. <laughs> yeah. He feels. I think if yeah, if it's like two Rams. You know, like yeah, it's that kind of a male thing. So for no, but what's important is that Holden thinks it's for no reason. So yeah. we can he perceive. He has no perception into himself and his own actions. Even though he's got yeah, lots of perception into other people, he's got no perception into his own character. I was sort of in the mood for horsing around. He he has all, all of a sudden the mood is struck. He doesn't the even he doesn't see the correlation at all. Yeah. Uh, jumping off the watchbook in Old Letter and a half Nelson. That's a wrestling hold, in case you don't know, where you get the other guy around the neck and choke him to death if you feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Liberate so, yourself from my vice-like grip, I said. I love that. Liberate yourself from Liberate my vice-like yourself grip. from my vice-like grip. Yeah, very, like, wrestler level, like... Yeah. Like, Pattern. dramatics. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he put down his razor and all of a sudden jerked his arms up and sort of broke my hold on him. He was a very strong guy. I'm a very weak guy. It's another alpha-beta thing. Yep. Now get Stop cut out the it. crap, he said. He started shaving himself all over again. He always shaved himself twice to look gorgeous What with his crummy old razor. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your date if it isn't Fitzgerald? I asked him. I sat down on the washbowl next to him again. That Phyllis Smith, babe? <laughs> no, it was supposed to be, but the arrangements got all screwed up. I got Bud Thaw, the girl's roommate now. Hey, I almost forgot. She knows you. And here's, I think, where all of it really starts. <laughs> yeah, Holden's like, what? He doesn't really care about getting kicked out, but I think this is where it hits him about his life. Like, who does? I said, my date. Yeah, I said, what's your name? I was pretty interested. I'm thinking, uh, Gene Gallagher. Boy, I nearly dropped dead when he said that. Jane Gallagher, I said. I Jane Gallagher. So he had gotten her name wrong. He even got her name wrong. That's huge. Yeah, it's kills Stradletter doesn't even know the name of the girl he said. Like, Holden is uh, clearly obsessed with this woman. Yeah. <laughs> and Stradletter just gets to go on a random date with her. Doesn't even bother to learn her name. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's double betrayal. 
You're damn right. Damn right I know her. She practically lived right next door to me the summer before last. She had this big damn Doberman pincher. That's how I met her. Her dog used to keep coming over in our... You're right in my light, Holden, for Christ's sake. That is too similar and too close to be unrelated. Yeah. So here is like Ackley is interrupting Holden while he's trying to read. So Holden's trying to do something for himself. And here's Dreadletter's just trying to have anonymous sex. Uh, and uh, he's just trying to have anonymous sex with his girl. And, Hol- and Holden's like giving him details about her life. And he's like, oh, don't tell me this stuff. I don't want to know this. I just yeah. want to go on a date with this girl. <laughs> You're right in my goddamn light. Right. So, yeah. You get in the way of my joy or yeah. what I want. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Holden is to Stradler as Ackley is to Holden. Yes. Right? That's the hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, and Ackley has the courage, not necessarily the courage, he hates Stradlander, where Holden feels close enough socially that it's like, all right, I got to be a hanger-on to Stradlander. Yeah. Where, uh, and here's what's interesting. He keeps saying, where is she? I ought to go down and say hello to her or something. Where is she? In the annex? Oh. Yeah. And then nothing, doesn't go down. How'd she happen to mention me? Does she go to BM now? She said she might go there. This is a girl from two years ago. She said she might go to Shipley, too. I thought he w- she went to Shipley. How'd she happen to mention me? I was pretty excited. I really was. <laughs> I don't know, for Christ's sake. Lift up, will you? You're on my towel. Straight letter said. He's like literally trying to get in the way of him making himself handsome. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I was sitting up on a stupid Patel. Jane Gallagher, Jane Gallagher. Said, I couldn't get over it. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Old Stradletter was putting Vitalis on his hair. My Vitalis. Right. Like, Stealing. Look yeah. it. He's using his jacket, his Vitalis, to get this Jane Gallagher. To get the girl that he wants. Yeah. This is killing him. He's not. He won't say it's killing him, but it's killing him. Yeah, he can't admit it just because of how hierarchy and male feelings work. Yeah. But he's like, all right, she's a dancer, I said, ballet and all. She used to practice about two hours every day right in the middle of the hottest weather and all. She was worried that it might make her legs lousy, all thick and all. I used to play checkers with all the time. So he has... An encyclopedia of information on this girl. Yep, a lot of detail. And he goes, you used to play what with her all the time? Checkers. Checkers, for Christ's sake. I, I don't know why you get so excited about that. Yeah, she wouldn't move any of her kings. What'd she do when she'd get a king? She wouldn't move it. She'd just leave it in the background. Well, I think Stradletter uh, is like, you, you weren't making out with her? Yeah, you were alone with her and you decided to play checkers? Yeah, I think <laughs> checkers is like, that's why that's emphasized. Checkers, for Christ's yeah. sakes. And it's like, you're a loser, man. Yeah. <laughs> just go for it. Right. She'd get them all lined up in the back row. Then she'd never use them. She just liked the way they looked when they were all in the back row. Which is like one of very, very specific detail. That yeah. only Holden would keep in his mind for that long. But also like this Jane girl literally is not playing to win anymore. She's just playing to not lose. Like she just sets up a wall of kings in back. And she's just like, I don't want to get hurt anymore. This is where things are going to stay. Yeah, but also in very Holden Caulfield logic, he does not say that. He doesn't say it's a defensive position, and she doesn't want to win. Doesn't want to lose. She thought it was interesting. She says she liked the way they looked when they were all in the background, which is kind of like the um, I just felt like it of checkers. You know, she yeah. liked the way they looked. Is that what she was going for? Yeah. The the aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, like he was a caddy, caddy for her mother. Stradlater wasn't hardly listening. He was combing his gorgeous yeah. locks, <laughs> and he didn't care about the checkers thing. Uh, oh, I love that he's like, I, I should go out and say hello. To Again, her. second time. Yeah. I had to go down and say at least hello to her. I said, why don't you? I will in a minute. And then he's parting his hair all over again. Took him about an hour to comb his hair. And then he goes on. Her mother and father were divorced. Her mother was married again to some booze hound. Skinny guy with hairy wow. legs. I remember him. He wore shorts all the time. Jane said he was supposed to be a playwright or some goddamn thing. But I never saw him. D- ever, but all I ever saw him do was booze all the time. Listen to every single goddamn mystery program on the radio. 
and run around the goddamn house naked with Jane around and all. Yeah, Stradletter said. That really interested him. About the booze hound running around the house naked with Jane around. Stradletter was a very sexy bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I think it means like horny. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. She, she had a lousy childhood. I'm not kidding. That didn't in- interest Strad- Stradletter, though. <laughs> so now he's bored again. Like, this squirrel has had a terrible childhood. <laughs> yeah. Holden gives him literally like like six or seven very specific details about this woman he's about to spend hours with. And now all he cares about, like, is oh, is your stepdad used to walk around naked with you? The sex part. Yeah. So, like, I didn't, I didn't realize on, a fr- on first read how much Holden remembers about Jane and how much he uh, relates to Stadler about Jane. And then Stadler bites on nothing except for this <laughs> naked stepdad thing. Yeah. He's like, that's the checkers thing all over again. It's like, yeah. That's how you see checkers. that girl as someone to play checkers with? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, this doesn't even compute to him. And then he goes, Jane Gallagher, Jesus, I had to go down and say hello to her at least. Three times he says this. Third time. Why the hell don't you instead of keep saying it, Stradlatter said, which is a good question. <laughs> I walked over to the window, but you couldn't see out of it. It was so steamy from all the heat in the camp. So he's not able to see why he is doing this. I'm not in the mood right now, which yeah. means that <laughs> like, there's a lot of reasons that he's not looking into. <laughs> I said, I wasn't either. You have to be in the mood for those things, which is like, yeah, this is a big emotional meeting. He's anxious. Yes, just too anxious. I thought she went to Shipley. I could have sworn she went to Shipley. I walked around the camp for a little while. I didn't have anything else to do. Did she enjoy the game, I said? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I only just met her, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, he's obsessively grilling Stradlander. Yeah. And he goes, give her my regards, will you? And I like this line. Okay, Stradlander said, but I knew you probably wouldn't. You take a guy like Stradlander, they never give your regards to people. <laughs> They never give your goddamn regards to people. Just trying to get my regards going. Yeah. <laughs> don't leave my regards sitting here and give them to people. And then and then finally don't don't tell her I got kicked out, okay? Okay. Yeah, what a very vulnerable moment of like, hey, don't tell her I'm not doing well. Yeah. <laughs> that was one good thing about Stradlatter. You didn't have to explain every goddamn little thing with him the way you had to with Ackley. Mostly I guess because he wasn't too interested. <laughs> yeah, so it's not out of his kindness, it's because he doesn't he's bored by you. Yeah. Yeah. So he puts on his jacket now, literally stretching out, like, the yep. literally wearing a jacket with a girl that he used to wear this jacket with, but stretching it out and filling it out more as a man would. And he goes, where the hell's my cigarettes? On the, on the desk. He never knew where he left anything. Under your muffler. He put them in his coat pocket. My coat pocket. My coat pocket. So again, he really, it's in italicized where it's like, oh, man, this guy's using my things to be with the woman I want to be with. Uh... And this l- this line is funny. He's like, where are you going to take her? He's like, I don't know, New York. We have time. She only signed out for 930, for Christ's sake. I didn't like the way he said it, so I said, the reason she did that, she probably just said no what a handsome, charming bastard you are. If she'd known, she probably would have signed out for 930 in the morning. <laughs> and then Stradletter says, goddamn right. Yeah, so, yeah, Holden exaggeratedly, sarcastically goes, you're such a handsome guy. She probably would spend the whole night with you. And he goes, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. it's weird <laughs> that she didn't. <laughs> what is she? Was she sick or something? And then he goes, no kidding now, do that composition for me. So he literally is doing this guy's homework while he's going on a date with his dream girl. Yeah, dude. Yeah, do my homework. Yeah, this is so cliche. Don't knock yourself out or anything, but just make it descriptive as hell. Ask her if she still keeps all her kings in the background. So it's that thing. So it's not asking her if she still plays checkers like that. It's like, is she still that defensive? Yeah, yeah. She's had a hard life. He banged the hell out of the room. 
I sat there for about a half hour after he left. I mean, I just sat in my chair not doing anything. I kept thinking about Jane and about Stradlatter having a day with her and all. It made me so nervous that I nearly went crazy. I already told you what a sexy bastard Stradlatter was. So, like, he's obsessed with, like, Stradlatter taking Jane, not, like, yep. having sex with her. You're yeah. Like, oh, God. Like, yeah. It's that, like, sort of, like, almost like that post-breakup obsessiveness of, like, I hope no one touches her. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I don't, I don't care that she won't have me. I just don't want her to have anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, ba- once again, everyone's bursting in. Ackley barged back in again <laughs> through yeah, the damn barged. shower curtains as usual. <laughs> For once in my stupid life, I was really glad to see him. He took my mind off the other stuff. He stuck around till dinner time, talking about all the guys at Pensy that <laughs> hated their guts <laughs> and squeezing this big pimple on his chin. So he's literally being the grossest guy in school and talking about who, how he hates everyone. He didn't even use his handkerchief. I don't even think the bastard had a handkerchief, if you want to know the truth. I never saw him use one anyway. Yeah. Well, he's he's happy that Ackley's back in the picture. At least Mainly to be like, at least I'm not Ackley. True. Yeah, right. I'll, yeah. Someone it's lowered him on the totem pole. Yeah. It's like, I just really lost an interaction with Stradlatter. Yeah. I, he comes in, slaps me in the face, takes my jacket. Like, I watch him get ready to go on a date with the girl I love. He leaves. I'm going to do his homework. Yeah. And then Ackley comes in, and he's just a gross guy popping his pencil, pim- pimples, and it's like, oh, I'm not this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a weird guy talking about how he hates everyone and popping a pimple alone on a Friday night. So, right. So, he's – yeah, so Holden is just – so far, these first four chapters, all we're seeing is him taking shots at uh, people above him in the hierarchy, right? Rich yeah. guys, teachers, people with prep. Um, and then now this guy who's his age, a little more money, a little more status, a little more looks. Yeah. He's taking some shots at him. And also, he's he's uh, shitting on Ackley. Ackley. He's crapping on Ackley a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's these two poles of, like, where Holden finds, him, finds himself stuck. He w- clearly wants to be a hot shot. Yeah. Because he is defends Stradladder, hangs around Stradladder, does things for Stradladder, and is able to say, like, little nice things about him. Even though Stradladder is going to be the same phony that makes speeches about and make where he makes 50 corny jokes in a row. Right. But he wants that, and he's very tired of Ackley, who is so not a hot shot. So I think that's part of being on the team of not hot shots is that you don't want to be on that team. So there's no, like, unity. You're not like, oh, great, I'll hang out with Ackley, right. a fellow not hot shot, yeah. and we'll form our own union. There's no – so it's like, how close can I get to being a hot shot? And if it just means I'm a hot shot's, like, lackey, like, fine. <laughs> right, right. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah, so he himself is victim. So he's not above any of these societal problems that he has. Like he's just as phony as everyone else, but he's only able to see it in other yes. people. Yes, yes, he's not able to see it himself, and that's something we're getting right away. Is, is the is the the layer right? There's the narrative, the narrative layer that you, the things he's describing to you, and the things that you're perceiving about the descriptions that oh. are revealing about Holden himself. Yeah, yeah, you're never supposed to be like look at Holden and go, this guy's right and true and yeah and being honest and is the best character it's like no this is a very flawed like very like missing a lot of things about himself narrator and it's fun to watch those contradictions yeah because like earlier he was like lying to teachers like oh i'm playing this game with the teacher too like everyone gets to be phony when he's doing it. where he's like i'm doing this phony thing because i have to Everyone else is phony for these other reasons that are bad. Yeah, for these weird bad reasons. But yeah, he's doing it for he's when he's doing when he's being phony, he's doing it for the right reasons yes. or whatever. Yeah. And then he won't let himself feel anger. Like he has to joke about it. he like I have to pretend to be wrestling because I'm in a weird mood. That's why I'm wrestling, <laughs> and I have to pretend that I'm joking around that this is a people shooting hat. Like yeah, 
Just joking around. He's like trapped in all this rage because he doesn't fit in where he wants to be. Uh, and he has no avenue to express it the way he wants to express it. And so he's trapped in these spontaneous moments of like like bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's where we are. We get to be like, all right, this is the last school he got kicked out of. His last roommates with Ackley and Stradlader. The cool guy who's going to sleep with his girlfriend or his, well, the girl he loves. And then Ackley, the weird guy who annoys the hell out of him. But yeah. he's above socially so he can be nice to yeah, so I guess like they helped to cement kind of where he was at in Pensy, right? Like yeah, he was where like, he is socially, how other people perceive him. Yeah, but like Stradlader seems to kind of like him. Like, he kind of likes him. He knows he's smart. Um, thinks he's funny. Thinks he's funny. Um, but right, he, he definitely falls short of. I mean, for example, he's not invited to the game with Stradlader. Like uh, it seems like it's like he's going with like a friend group, and everyone gets a girl, right? Like the yeah. arrangements, quote unquote, were being made. So Holden wasn't invited to that. Yeah. Um. But he was. He, he can. He's. You know. He's still talking to him and stuff. Yeah. So he's like a phony friendly guy. Like he called him a phony friendly guy, but right. he says hello and stuff like that. And Holden is so desperate for like, I'll take that. Like, yeah. I'll take this weird, like kind of condescending attention over nothing. Yeah. But yeah, this is uh. This is like the last parts before like it's crazy from the get go, but like it starts to get really weird once he leaves Pensy. So yeah. we're at our last couple chapters with Pensy. We're still in the Shire here. Yeah. We're yeah. still uh we're still figuring out who Holden is and how, how he would be normally, and then we'll see how he is in these uh altered environments and that'll reveal his character some more. Yeah. But uh, I like these chapters. They were kinda funny. They were like I said, they were kinda like yeah, a could have been like a, a super bad scene of like just these guys making fun of each other. Yeah, ripping on each other, yeah. And, like, talking about girls, like, problematically, but that's what teenage boys do. That's right. We did it. We did it. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, if you want to follow me on social media, uh, I'm at Kevin Lopkovich on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Ha Hartnet. So, it's like Ha Ha Artnet, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is great. Everyone loves it. Um, and uh, yeah, well, next week we'll be talking about chapters five and six. Tune in next week. We're very qualified at what we do, and I think you'll like every episode. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>